searching podcasts for the David Brining Show. Here's what I found. On the show today is a special guest, Pat Nunn. He is a young, passionate entrepreneur that has now transitioned into the fitness and personal training industry. Ever since he was a freshman or sophomore in high school, Pat has been starting businesses. It began with a little lawn mowing company that grew exponentially and has now turned him into a serial entrepreneur that will stop at nothing to achieve his goals. Today, Pat is the owner and founder of The Daily Product, a personal training regimen that inspires his clients to create a product that they are proud to look at every day in the mirror. He's a disciple of discipline and wants to show the world that creating internal discipline will lead to external results. This podcast has to be one of my favorites and will hopefully wake some of you up to the reality that you're all trying to avoid. But I'll stop talking now. Here's the show. This is the live show. We're live now. Okay. okay. We're on the air. Okay. All right. right on. on the show today, we have good friend Pat Naughton. Okay. Former high school partier, former Navy SEAL almost, now businessman, entrepreneur, Cut as a motherfucker, okay? I want to talk to you about how you got into it. Because my entire life, I've always known you as being this very physical fit guy who could still drink a lot of beer and party. David's drinking a drink right now, for anybody who doesn't see. <laughs> That's illegal. This is an ice, this is an ice water... <laughs> yeah. That's everybody. He's drinking a, drink a sparkling water. Mm-hmm. I'm fancy like that. Perrier. <laughs> my pinky up. Um, but no, seriously, over the past couple of years, you've started, what, five businesses? Yeah, started. Yeah. Started, had sold, my, been successful. Somewhat. Yeah. A lot of failed businesses. Well, that's the point. Yeah. You know, Jeff Bezos said if you only did what you thought would work, then you're going to leave a lot of opportunity out on the table. Dude, fucking Jeff Bezos would love me then. Yeah. Because I have well, you know, he's, started a lot <laughs> of businesses. Yeah. Listen, I think he did too. I have no idea. But that's the point. You just got to keep trying and trying and trying until something catches. The thing is, like... I would say most of the things that you've done have caught, if that makes sense. Um, I think I made them caught or made catch. them catch because just like putting the work into them. Yeah. But they never caught in terms of the fact that I was like, this is fucking it. Yeah. Like, you know, like I'm behind it. Mm-hmm. I want to do nothing but work on this. Yeah. Now, I remember, see, I, I already know you're wrong right there because I remember there being a time when you were starting Blue Tyler Services and you told me that this was it. You're like, I'm taking this to the moon. David, that's what you said. We're taking this international. What happened? Same thing I just said. I uh, So I did believe that idea, right? Mm-hmm. I believed in a lot of ideas I had in terms of financial gain. Okay. And then the problem that came behind that was the discipline aspect. I didn't have enough discipline to just hammer it because of financial gain. Okay. And as in like what? You were greedy? As in like you wanted... Or you no, weren't making enough money no, 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 no. to like, put the time in. When I was in high school and I owned a landscaping business, mm-hmm. fuck, dude, seriously, $800 a day some weeks. Like seven days a week, $800 a day. Jesus Christ. But you know how much money of that I have now? Zero. Zero, because it just flowed through my hands like water. Mm-hmm. I wasn't disciplined enough to keep it. I wasn't disciplined enough to keep the books. I wasn't disciplined enough to reinvest it. Yeah. And then the cycle continued for every business I started up. And I was mm-hmm. trying to outrun the discipline. Yeah. When all the like the whole time that's all it was. Every any one of those businesses could have made me a couple hundred thousand dollars right now. Yeah. If and you I'm stuck with if it. If I would have stuck with it, I'm a hundred percent confident in that. Okay. So that's why like, this most recent time in my life, like the whole like my life business plan, yeah. The title of it is seeing shit through. Okay. From start to finish. Start to Quitting finish. Putting 100% into it. Whether it's the dishes, whether it's a business, whether it's fixing my car, whatever it is, mm-hmm. 
if I touch it, I'm gonna see shit through. Because of that, I'm also very careful on what I pick up. Okay, that's very good. You can be selective. Yeah. So your whole mission right now is discipline, right? Internal discipline leads to external results. Now, did you realize that after just like self-evaluating all these businesses? Because you obviously didn't realize it like in the moment. No, I realized it over the course of time. So I, so like David said in the beginning, one, I was not almost a seal. No, I did go to you Bud's. You were almost a seal. No, no. In my mind, that's as close to a seal as anyone's <laughs> ever going to get. Okay. <laughs> I went to Bud's and I quit Bud's. Keyword, quit. I quit Keyword, Bud's. okay. Um, after that, got re-rated to a Navy Dental Corman. And Which is right below Navy SEAL. <laughs> anybody who knows anything about Navy Dental Corman, you're a doctor's bitch. So not not the happiest of times for me. Okay. Like when I first got re-rated, I was very bitter. But got re-rated to Navy Dental Corman, super bitter when I was here, and because of that, I was just partying a lot, like trying to live the escapism type life. Okay, just partying. Even like I was partying in high school. Yeah, like you're working for the weekend is what you were doing. Yes, but I wasn't binge partying in high school. Mm -hmm. I was partying in high school in even amount. Here, I was binge partying when I first got here. Well, you know, I noticed that too. Like, you're older than me, but I noticed that in college, it's way more easy to get stuck partying all the time than in high school. Yeah, well, I thought a lot about that. I made a video about it too, called the red pill mentality, right? In high school, you can party every weekend and have a great fucking time with no consequences. You can go out, drink every night, no consequences. You can try new drugs, no consequences with your mental because you're so naive to the fact that it takes hard work to get what you want. So when I was a freshman in high school, I could party every single weekend, be hungover every single Sunday. And it, didn't I, it, didn't, it did not hurt me internally. Like I did not think about like the lower vibration. I did not think about being less the next day because it didn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. Once the kids get into college and they start seeing reward responsibilities on their plate, they start seeing rent checks coming up and they start seeing groceries they got to buy and they start seeing the fact that this money's not coming easy, then they start partying to escape the reality and then that's when it starts to become detrimental and that's why it becomes a binge partying and that's exactly where I found myself before I made this change. So what, you woke up with your pants off in the parking lot one day? <laughs> no. <laughs> Realized you got to stop. No. How did it all come about? How did you get fuck? to the point? There was a rock bottom. There was a rock bottom. I remember it. I remember it. I was laying on the couch in my mom's house. Okay. And it's the house we're filming. In right now. Yeah, yeah. we're the house we're in right now. I don't live here right now, but this is, I was laying on the couch. I don't remember what happened, but I was just like, this is it. Like, it for my, because for so long, I didn't pick a side. For so long, I was the partier, but I was also the business owner. I was a partier, but I was also the dude that worked out. I was a partier, but I was also the dude that talked about finances. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't pick a fucking side. Yeah. And that was just like tearing it. But like that was. Tearing, it really tears you apart. That was tearing. Honest. Yeah. That was tearing the partying up, and that was tearing the business up. Like, mm-hmm. because of the business, every time I went partied, I was regretful, even while I was drinking. Every time I was drinking, I was regretful because you weren't because I wasn't working. Yeah. You know. So I wasn't picking a side and like it came to a high, I wasn't even like, it wasn't even like I was hammered on the couch or something like that. I'm pretty sure I was sober, but I was just like, like I was literally almost in tears and I was like, this is it. Like it's my dream to own a business, it's my dream to own a 50 plus person company, it's my dream to be shredded, like none of this is my vision that I'm living right now. Like I gotta pick a fucking side. Yeah. So I picked the side mm-hmm. of discipline because I thought about it like this, nobody who's disciplined 
and like the world knows it, like a Bezos or a Jobs or a Jocko Willink or somebody like that, nobody like that is talking about how much they miss the partying. But the people who are partying are talking about how much they wish they started that business or wish they got in shape or wish they did this and that. Mm-hmm. I understand that. It's like, you know, I noticed a lot, uh, even when I was high school, like when I would be hanging out with friends, I would always just subconsciously think to myself, I'm like, I would much rather be working on something. I'd much rather be like reading uh, technical analysis or I'd much rather like be reading financial statements while I'm like sitting here with everybody. And then when I'd be doing that, I'd be like, man, I really wish I could go drinking right now. I really wish I could go see everybody. And it's like, you're right. It's something you have to choose between and you just have to kind of wake up to it. And I think that's something I'm fighting with right now, you know, as a 19-year-old kid. Because I've got, I've got a lot of stuff I want to do, but I've got a lot of social things I also want to partake in. Um, I want you to walk me through your daily routine. Oh. Okay? The daily routine. I want you to talk me through your daily routine. If you're choosing discipline... When, when did this happen? Because yeah, I think you started... So, so to bring... Well, just so the people on the podcast know, you started this Instagram page, this business, Pat's Daily Product. Okay? Why? How? What are you doing? Because I know right now, every day, you're posting a story of you doing 100 burpees in the morning for some God-unknown <laughs> reason. Okay? What is it? What's, your, what, what's the whole thing? What's the daily routine like? So September 3rd, yeah. 2020 was when I made the change fully. Like I was fully, I was dabbling in it, like dabbling in the idea of September 3rd, 2020 is when I fully made the change. Okay, wait, let me ask you, before we keep going, how long did it take you, like a week to dabble in the change? Did you, were you hesitant at first or did you just fully go I've it? dabbled in this fucking change since I was like a freshman in high school. So I had well, I'm talking like right now, this I happened know. in 2020. I know, but right. I'm talking about like you stopped drinking, you stopped like partying. Two to three months before that, I was like, I really gotta quit drinking. Okay. And like I really like shit's gotta get figured out here, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um I was sick of being like the people I was around. Mm-hmm. And not like my close like close group of friends, because those are like ride or dies, like no matter what they do, like Yeah. I still got their back, right? But I'm talking about like the general populace of the people I was around. Okay. Like at Paradise Bay in Lockport. Like, (laughs) fuck those people. Yeah, those are the people you want to be spending the rest of your life with. So, yeah, it was like three months. Three months where I was heavily dabbling it, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I watched this dude, Wes Watson. Wes Watson, you can find him at GP Penitentiary on YouTube, Watson Fit on Instagram, the fucking messiah of discipline. This man did 10 years in the penitentiary. Did it like a savage, and I always watch his stuff. I use some of his practices, but it'd be off and on, off and on. And mm-hmm. September 3rd, I was like, I know in my heart this dude is like speaking the truth. I'm not going to question anything he says, and I'm going to be fully, fully, fully immerse myself in it. Okay. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I hopped on. His programs are very expensive. On the th- okay. I've learned over time, though, it's because if they're not very expensive, you'll get a bunch of people who don't actually want to commit joining them. Yeah, and then they'll just give it up. Exactly. So I couldn't afford it, but I was like, I need something, and I bought it. Okay. And literally from that day forward, it's just everything changed. That's insane. Yeah. So I noticed that your first post on Instagram was like November-ish. Yeah. So what made you want to start Pat's Daily Product? From September to November. Off of Wes's mission. Wes's right. mis- mission is, first of all, his mission is don't speak on shit unless you don't know about it. And okay. by know about it, it means you lived it, right? Yeah. So, 
I didn't, I wasn't going to post anything because I didn't know about it. I don't want to speak out anything I didn't know about. And it would also, anybody, nobody has to be a fucking genius to know what's fucking true or not, right? Yeah. So I didn't want to post about it. And then, like learning his process, he said, you're a selfish fuck if you're not giving away the knowledge you've gained. That's true. You should always be trying to give back the knowledge. So I, uh... Had to give away that knowledge. I did it through the Instagram as the first medium, and I figured the best knowledge I could give away in the beginning was just showing my transformation picture. Okay. And that's how it started. Establishing an ethos. Yes. Exactly. Okay. And the company, the whole company is called The Daily Product, right? Mm-hmm. Create a daily product you're fucking proud of every single day. Wake up stoked when you look in the mirror. Go to bed stoked when you go to sleep at night. You don't even want to sleep because you're so fucking stoked for what you created the day mm-hmm. before yeah. and what you're expecting to create tomorrow. Uh, so that's that's where the whole name come came from. Yeah. Now, does disappointment drive you at all too? Disappointment. Because I know how? some people look in the mirror and are very disappointed. Oh fuck yeah! That's that's one of the key things he speaks on too. That changed my life. Yeah. No matter where you're at, no matter where you're at, you have to grow, right? You're either growing, or your soul is dying. Like that's it. There's no standing still. And the way longer you wait to walk that road, the longer and harder that road gets. Okay. It just keeps getting further and it's further like away from the can you. further and further down the road. Yes. But what if what if you just what if you just don't have the time to do that? What if you just haven't figured out you got all this shit going on in your life, your mom's dying, you're fat, your wife's a whore. <laughs> That's more important. What, what are you going to do then? You fucking have to do it. You have to do it. Not You don't do it for yourself, too. That's one one key thing I try to get across to people. You don't do it for yourself, right? So let's go, well, into, a little, do, okay. let's go into a little bit what the routine and the diet and stuff is like. Yeah, give me, give me a taste of that because I want to know. Because that's where people get lost because it's okay. a, it's a, it is a pretty you know psycho diet and psycho routine. But that's the beauty of okay, it. Okay, so what is it? So the psychopath over so, Okay, so first of all, you're waking up early as fuck in the morning. The early wake-up time shows gratitude. Oh, yeah, that's what I got to say. Fuck you for waking up at 3.30 in the morning every day. <laughs> first of all, what time do you go to sleep? Well, like, that's at the end of the day. Beginning of the day, you wake up at 3.30. Do all your people on your program wake up at 3.30? Yes. Everybody on your program wakes up at 3.30. Everybody on the program I'm running or everybody on Wes's program? Um, let's, well, are you talking about your program right I'm talking now? about my program. So your program. My program, yes. I'd say in my video, in my intro video... If you're not willing to wake up early, don't fucking message me because I'm not going to message you back until the day you tell me you decided to wake up early. Okay. Because it is the catalyst. It is the cat- So the whole point of it is you have to be uncomfortable going after your vision and going after service of others in order to live like a blissful life, in order to have inner peace of the mind, right? Yeah. And getting up early, one, is the highest form of gratitude. Two, you're going from the most comfortable state you're going to be in the entire day, no matter what's going on, which is sleeping, mm-hmm. to an extremely uncomfortable state, which is the burpees. Oh, yeah. So I wake up, grab a cup of coffee. Within 10 minutes, I'm hitting the burpees. When people start my program, it's one burpee for every year of your life. You're showing gratitude for all the years you've lived so far. So you're getting the gratitude hammered in your head. Because mm-hmm. right when you wake up, your brain is operating at 10.5 wavelengths per second. So it's the most impressionable, the most impressionable will be throughout the day for the first 20 minutes. Think about it like this. If you wake up to a negative ass text, your girlfriend just broke up with you, your mom yelled at you for something, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, that text will be with you the entire day, the entire day. 
Yeah, it would be. Because it's the first thing you thought of when you woke up. Yeah. Now, on my program, we wake up early, we hit the burpees. I'm doing like 50 to 100 every morning now. During the burpees, when you wake up or after the burpees, one of the three, you listen to a powerful speaker. Wes Watson, Les Brown, Tony Robbins. Um, sometimes I throw David, him like... Uh, what is his name? Dave, you listen to David... Uh, Goggins? Goggins. I yeah. don't listen to David Goggins. You don't listen to him? No. He's for, got a lot of discipline to say too, though. For other reasons, but... Okay. I'm not going to say it on here because I've got no right to speak on it okay. in public, but... Um, I'm going to have to ask you after the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can ask me after the <laughs> oh, show. No. I got no reason to speak on it, but he is a savage. There's no denying that. I just don't mm. listen to him. Okay. Um, so you listen to a powerful speaker, somebody that resonates with you, and you find a video that clicks, you listen to it 50, 60, 70 mornings in a row. Because that video becomes a part of you. Okay. There's one by Billy Osbrooks that I'm listening to right now, Way of the Warrior. Every day I listen to this video. Every day. And you know what? That video is a part of me now. The other day I had a fucking rough day. I got like three, four hours of sleep, like four nights in a row. And like that video when I was about to bitch out, like started playing in my head. Like Billy Osbrook's voice started playing in my head because it hit it right after the burpees, which heightened my mental state. Right after I woke up, which when I was the most impressionable, and that video starts to stick with you. Okay, so right now it's four in the morning. Yes. You grabbed a cup of coffee, you did your burpees, you listened to your motivational speaker. Yes. That's a pretty good morning routine, I'd say. Yes. Right now, I wake up, jerk off. That's from a movie. <laughs> Is it? I don't, I don't remember. I don't know. I'm just I'm just spitting my fact my life right now. Mm-hmm. Laying it all out on the table. Okay, so that's your first half hour, let's say. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Now everybody everybody does burpees. Everybody does burpees. Rest day. See that day. would I one hour sleep, that's two hours. So sleep. fucking Dude, fucking twenty what are you, nineteen? I'm nineteen. Nineteen burpees? Even if you were out of shape, 19 I burpees. I do 1,900 right now. 19 burpees? Don't even fucking lie. <laughs> burpees are painful. Look we'll, we'll it up and do them 1,900. Yeah. Okay. For every one 19 burpees would literally live. take you two minutes. Yeah, bust a set of 10, bust a set of 9, you'd be done. I wouldn't want to stop, though. That's the thing, because I enjoy working out. Okay. But, okay. That, so right that's there, the minimum. Right there, yeah. right there, right there. You're starting your day off like that. Yeah. You're getting enjoyment out of the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You're foregoing pleasure to seek purpose. Purpose over pleasure. Okay, that's a very good model. Yeah. Okay. Well, because I have this saying called delaying gratitude. Yeah. And it works with finance. It works in your personal life. And I really like that concept. That's exactly the concept. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Except this one, we're just fucking hammering yeah. down that delaying the gratitude. Like squeezing it out to every little bit in terms of the fact like you're eating plain oatmeal. You're eating plain chicken. We're constricting your calories down so tight so that you're so hungry that all you want to do is eat. But you are going to sit in the hunger and you're going to forego the pleasure of eating anything. Mm-hmm. Well, what is life without a little hunger anyway? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, fuck it, dude. What if I enjoy the? What if I enjoy a nice, nice uh, eggs, hash browns, bacon, smoothie? What if I like a hamburger for lunch? What if I want dessert? What if you enjoy food? What if you don't want to do it? What if you don't have... Like, all the people that aren't going to hop on this program just because they like eating. They're fucking idiots. Because, do you like eating more than the fact that you like your But wife? what about, like... But what about... Uh, moderation? You know, everything is good in moderation, including moderation. Everything is good in moderation for people that are fucking average. Okay. Everything it's a bold is not- statement. It's a bold statement. 
fuck. No. But it's true, though, honestly. I agree with that in all yeah. the terms of worldly pleasures. In terms of family, your soul, your mental state, your body. Yeah. All those areas, the true areas of meaning, then moderation, absolutely, in terms of fact, you have to have them balanced. Okay. But in terms of worldly pleasures, food, drugs, drinking, monetary gain, in terms of doing it for the, the money, or- for the material possessions, mm-hmm. all that stuff, it just consume you. No matter what it is, it'll consume you. Well, it really will, dude, especially greed. Yes, and let, let me go back the, to the food for yeah, a second. Go back. I want to hear because seriously, so you're eating plain chicken. Sorry, so right, so for the last, two, I don't know anything about this program. Okay, okay so like, we run the reverse. We run the reverse diet, right? The reverse, the reverse diet. diet. You slowly cut your calories down, and you fucking hammer them down mm-hmm. until you're eating just enough to survive, basically. Okay. And the point is, like I said, to stay hungry. You're training your mind by staying hungry, staying in that uncomfortable state all day long, mm-hmm. and that builds discipline. When you go seven days hungry. By choice, yeah. that fucking mental strength. Like it builds mental strength, it builds confidence, immense confidence. Mm-hmm. So we're cutting the calories all the way down. The last two, three months, I was running thirteen hundred calories a day, and that was one hundred ninety. That was one hundred ninety grams of protein, seventy five grams. One hundred and ninety grams of protein, one yeah. per your body weight. Are you when you grams? when you start cutting down like that, you want to eat a lot of protein, mm-hmm. so your muscles don't start eating themselves yeah. to fuel other systems in your body. Mm-hmm. So because they cost so much energy to keep. Yes, yeah. exactly. So mm-hmm. one hundred ninety grams of protein. Okay. 75 carb, 28 fat. Okay, so you like carbs. I fucking love carbs. See, I don't like carbs. I try to eat as minimal carbs per day as possible. Like right now, aside from the fact that I just went out for dinner with my family, uh, before that I was working, my breakfast was zero carbs. The day before that, total net carbs was five. The day before that, it was seven. I'm a big no carbs guy. So, well, obviously it doesn't matter because... I don't even know what I'm saying. You're way more shredded than I am, and I thought the carbs were going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so you're eating... Fuck, does everybody eat 1,300 calories? Like, is it per what? Like, is it per your metabolism? Because I know you have a certain amount of calories that your body uses to stay alive. So that, that's a good point. That's why, on the scientific side of it, in terms of building muscle, mm-hmm. that's why we're cutting them down so much. It's called a metabolic reset. Mm-hmm. Our bodies are so destroyed from eating so much sugar... And when yeah. you eat that many carbs, because sugar's carbs, when you yeah. eat that many carbs, that much sugar, you overeat so much, your metabolism becomes bogged down. It starts storing it in the wrong places like body fat. Yeah. Instead of processing it correctly in turn of repairing muscles. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you cut all the way down like that, your body's just starving for carbs. Your body's starving for carbs. Like You will literally get times throughout the day where all you want to do is like just eat a fuck ton of honey. Like, it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> really? You just want to lick sugar off a plate. Okay. Because it's just your muscles want glycogen so bad okay. at that moment, right? Yeah. And then when you give it to them, like I've, when I've slipped up before and like I've eaten Oreos, my veins were just fucking popping out of my body. My blood pressure was up because your body's not used to the sugar. It's yeah. not natural for it. I know. Well, I don't. I think sugar's really bad for you. I mean, it's basically a drug. It That's is. That's a whole entirely different conversation. So, yeah. You know, so, you, yeah. anyways, like I keep ranting on about it, but you cut no, down. Keep going. Yeah. You cut down like as, as lean as you can go. Mm-hmm. Like single digit percentage body fat, lean, okay. right? And you keep doing that. Once you get all the way down, you reverse the diet the same way you went down. So you start adding in 10% a week to your carbs and your fats. And I can only okay. speak on what I've done so far. And that is I'm only at the beginning way through my reverse, right? So I've cut down, which is the hard part. It builds the discipline to build back up. Okay. So 
<clears throat> I've never cut, heard of that before. Yeah, so you cut all the way down. Your yeah. body's so starved. Your metabolism's so reset mm-hmm. that when you start adding these calories back in, they dele- your metabolism delegates it to the right places. It goes... Your muscles are so hungry for glycogen mm-hmm. that your metabolism starts growing with the calories as you grow them slowly, and it puts them right in your muscles. Now, do you say 10% a week or 10% a month? 10% a week. Okay. Now, is that similar to carb cycling? Oh, uh, no. Carb cycling is like, which is a, I think is really good, too. That's eventually the point I'll get to, too. Okay. So I'll do like two, three cycles of this, yeah. and then I'll switch to only fats, and I'll carb cycle on those fats. Okay. So fat, 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 fourth, fifth day. I'll eat like 300 grams of carbs and then fat, 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 fat. 300 grams. So you drink Dude, two in Cokes. Si- <laughs> in, in, in six months here? Yeah. So my plan is to put on 40 pounds of lean muscle in the next six months. Okay. Um, at the end of that hard. six months, I'll probably be eating close to 500 gra- grams of carbs a day. Yeah. And you expect that to be totally lean muscle? Yeah. Because your metabolism's adjusting. So if you just ate, if you just ate that right now, well, yeah, your metabolism total wrong one, your metabolism hasn't been reset. Two, your metabolism is not going to adjust to it slowly over time. But if you add it slowly over time, you're going to be able to eat big while staying lean, and you'll know when to flip it back and cut again when you start losing your abs. Okay. So first you got to get abs sense. to lose them. So yeah. you got to cut that's down and get point. the abs. Yeah, got to get shredded. And then shredded. yeah, and then so once that starts happening, you cut again. Mm-hmm. But when you cut down off of that second reverse. You just, like, you don't look like a fucking savage. I haven't lived it yet, but I know it. It's what's coming. It's my vision. I know where I'm at. I know where I'm going, and that's where I'm going. Okay. To that second reverse. Mm-hmm. So that's your whole plan. That's the whole process. Well, that's like the nutrition part of it. That's the science nutrition side of it. Okay. The physical part of it. Now, you know, Pat, I've had, I've had a couple women come up to me. And, you know, they're all four really hot guys, you know. Obviously, who, who, what girl wouldn't like a really shredded dude? But then there are some women that like a little fat on their guy, a little puffy. You know, they call it the dad bod, all right? And I know a lot of guys that keep a dad bod specifically because they think women like it. Yeah. What do you have to say to those people? Do you think they're wrong? Yeah. Because it's like, because it all comes down to personal preference, you know what I mean? But, like, your whole mission is that just doing this would benefit everybody in the long run, basically, is what you're saying. You do it. So the point I was getting, so yes, good circle around. Mm -hmm. Because we went back to what it was, and now this is why we do it. You don't do it for yourself. If I did, if nobody can eat 1,300 calories a day because they want to look good on a fucking beach, especially when you live in Chicago. I'm on a beach five times a year (laughs) if I'm lucky. If, if, yeah. And then besides that, there's only like four people that see me with my shirt off, Mm -hmm. and my girlfriend's the only one that cares what I look like, right? Yeah. You do it for those around you. Mm-hmm. The best example of that I can give is if you got kids and your kids are going to school fat and overweight and out of shape and getting picked on and not making as many friends as they could and not living the best life they could, it's your fucking fault mm-hmm. because you were going to the, you were one, you weren't doing anything. So they never learned anything. They never comprehended anything. They don't have anybody to look up to. Exactly. Two, you've been going to the gym, but you've looked the same for the last five years. So they're not going to go to the gym. They're not going to try to work out because they've looked at you. They're like, Dad's still got tits. Why the fuck would I go to the gym? Why would I go to the gym, put in this work if he's still got tits? Because everybody's going to start this for the initial 
you know, aesthetics reasons, right? Yeah. Just the natural progression. Exactly. Well, yeah, everybody's everybody's first push, in my opinion, is I don't look the way I want. I don't feel the way I want to. Exactly. They do it for themselves. But then the way you stick to it is by saying you do it for others. Okay, so this whole kids thing is like, for me, and I guess for most young people, is like a long-term kind of commitment. And I've heard that, um, like, genetics, or at least, like, the healthier you are, it's, sci- it's, like, scientifically proven that your kids will be healthier right when they're born and in the long run. Fuck, where was I going with this? I wanted to circle. I had another question. That you can't think about kids right now is too out of touch for you? Yes. How do, like, w- what other people do do it for, like, because you're only, how old are you, 22? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, who do you do it for? You're not doing it for your kids. Okay. You do it for your future kids, sure, but that's 10 years down the line of the show. Okay. Right? So who, how do you do it for other people now? Okay. Let, what are you dedicated to? Let me cycle all the way through this point okay. real quick before okay. you... Uh, Go ahead. Because I, I have a feeling you're going to have something to say about it. Okay. You have a girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. You have yes, a, I, do have a, I do have a girlfriend. You have a, surprising. You have a mom, right? Uh, I do have a mother. You have yeah. a dad? I do have a dad. You have a brother? I have a brother. You have a sister? I do. You have friends around you that you care about, right? Yes. Well, the way you're going to fucking lead them the best, the way you're going to give them the best life is by enacting this discipline, getting a body they admire, because just like you said, everybody does it initially for the selfish reasons of I want to look good, mm-hmm. which is perfectly fine, right? Yeah. Because it's getting you to the thinking in that right direction. So you're going to get a body they admire. It's like, David, you're fucking shredded. What are you doing? Right there, the door has been blown open for you to give them the knowledge. Okay. So then you get them, you give them the knowledge, you get them hooked on the discipline, you get them hooked to chasing that feeling. Now they're counting their macros. Now they're hitting the diet. Now they're enacting the discipline and they're waking up every day with no more bad days. Their anxiety is fucking almost gone. Their depression is almost gone mm-hmm. because they're putting in hard work every day. And you have gifted that to them by showing them the product first. Mm-hmm. And once they ask about it, you can give them the knowledge. Because you cannot give anybody this knowledge if you look like a fat fuck. Yeah. One, no you, don't, one you don't understand it. You don't understand it. You really don't understand it. Two... Nobody's going to ask about it, so you're never going to be able to actually give it to anybody. Mm-hmm. And three, obesity, heart disease, diabetes, everything related to being unhealthy and fat kills way more people in the United States every year than bullets, right? Oh, for sure. Obesity. So you would take a bullet thing. You would take a bullet for your mom, right? Oh, yeah. So why don't you take this fucking bullet for your mom? Fuck you. God damn it. Yeah, that's a good... That's, a, that's really good. And when you do that... The beautiful, beautiful, beautiful part about doing that mm. is when you do that, you can detach from the pain. Anytime you're like, I don't want to work out. I don't feel like working out. I don't feel like dieting. Oh, I really feel like eating this. I really feel like eating that. I don't want to wake up really like, today. Yeah. I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel. You just be like, wait, fuck me. Fuck me. It's not about me. It's for my mom. It's not about me. It's for my brother. It's not about me. It's for my sister. Fuck me. Fuck me. Fuck me. Fuck me. And then you detach from the pain. Mm-hmm. And it just separates. And then you can see clearly. You can see that 30,000 foot overview on your life. Why you're doing it. Who you're doing it for. Okay. And it just cycles through. You get addicted to the feeling. And it just cycles and it cycles and it cycles. Mm-hmm. And no longer do you want to party. Because you don't want to risk that next day. Being a lower vibration. I believe that entirely. That everybody knows so much sense. Everybody knows yeah. it. Everybody yeah. knows it too. That's the crazy nobody part. wants to do it. Nobody's like wants. Nobody's to take taking the. Step. Nobody's taking the time to realize they know it. Yeah, because that's exactly where I was. Just so everybody knows too, I was the biggest 
the biggest fucking culprit of all of this. I would always speak about shit I didn't know about. I'd always speak about diet when I didn't look the part. I would always speak about working out when I didn't look the part. Okay, well, dude, don't don't talk so badly about yourself. I don't want to hype you up or anything, but you were always in good shape. Because I even said this. Like, when I saw your first transformation photo, I was like, damn, I thought that Pat was, like, cut before this. So it's, like, a whole nother level now. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I, I, like, so... You might not have thought that you were capable enough to speak on it, but like coming from my perspective, who wasn't at your level yet, it still made sense to me because you were still, in my opinion, you were still, you were still doing it. You know what I mean? You still worked out twice a day. You're still eating five chicken breasts, you know, at least that's like, it was like a year ago or so. I think, I don't know. I don't remember the time that I'm thinking of, but, um, in my opinion, you still had like the ethos to speak on it, but now what you're saying is you have it means more to you now. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying it doesn't benefit me at all to say I was cut back then. Okay, well, obviously, obviously it doesn't because you're shredded now. Yep, and it's and so, right now where I'm where I stand at right now. Yeah, you gotta be happily dissatisfied, right? Mm-hmm. So, so what I do every day is I write down wins for the day. I carry a yellow legal pad around with me everywhere I go. Everybody at work makes fun of me. It's like, what the fuck are you writing all day long? <laughs> that's funny. Okay. I have pretty bad ADD, so mm-hmm. I have to train myself to focus, and that's how I do it. But also on that pad is wins for the day. Every little win I do, I write in there, right? Okay. So, so that's how many times, how much, how much is on that piece of paper? Everything. Every meal you eat right is a win. Everything you forego, every sugary donut... Every McDonald's, every drink is a win. That's a massive win. More than eating right, right? Is what you know? What people always ask too, like when I watch like billionaire interviews and stuff like that. I'm not saying I'm like that, but what they always ask is like, what did you do to get this? What did you do to get that? What did you do to get here? It's the wrong questions. What questions they should be asking because it's more important, but it gets a lot less hype because it's a lot less boring to hear. It's a lot harder to hear. Is what didn't you do? What didn't you do makes all the difference. What's sa- all the sacrifices? All the sacrifices. So everything you sacrifice during the day, the second you sacrifice it, you write it down. Win for the day. Fuck yes. I'm after my vision, right? Mm-hmm. So everything I forego, waking up and doing the burpees, every meal I ate right. So you get to the end of the day, stack 20 wins. By the time most people are waking up in the morning, I have 10 wins in the book. Yeah. And they haven't even put their feet on the floor yet. And that, <laughs> that, that right there... That's hilarious. Like, you yeah. should think about that right there. Uh-huh. When you do it, you're like, I'm going to fucking attack this. Mm-hmm. And then when I walk into an interview, or I walk into a pitch, or I walk in to try to get investment from somebody, or I walk in to try to sell somebody this product, try to sell them on this, I'm like, you're dude, confident. you don't even know, motherfucker. Like, I've, yeah. I've been up since 4 a.m. winning. Yeah. Like, I know this <laughs> dude next to me who looks like he just drank four Cokes, yeah. hasn't seen a weight in six years. I know he doesn't have a quarter of the confidence I have because he hasn't put it in himself. Yeah. Well, I'm a big confidence guy. Like, I, I really look for internal confidence a lot. And I think it's a big personality trait to have. And it's something a lot of people lack. And I like this whole idea of writing down all your little wins per day. Because yep. that actually does mean a lot. So does, like, just writing in general is really good for you. Yeah, I write down my regrets every morning. Your regrets? Yeah. I write down three regrets from the day before. Because if you solve your regrets, you solve your life. Wow. And the thing okay, you, that's really good, actually. And the thing you notice when you look back at those regrets, mm-hmm. right? So say you kept a journal for a year. Yeah. In the beginning, your regrets were you, binge, you were binge drinking last night. You, you know, did Molly last night. You fucking smoked three bowls with your buddies last night. 
You talked shit to your girlfriend to her face last night. You called your mom a bitch last night. Whatever it is, they're very serious regrets. Mm-hmm. Stuff that anybody would be <laughs> regretful for, right? Yeah. And then you flip to day 365 of living like this, and anybody who looks at those regrets are going to be like, you a fucking psycho. You're because pissed you're, off. You're yeah. pissed off because you ate an extra cup of oatmeal. <laughs> you're pissed off because you ate extra strawberries. The other night, I ate like apples and peanut butter, but I had like six apples and six tablespoons of peanut butter. Yeah. And I was like, you fucking bitch. And that was one of my regrets the next day. And then that's where and the, the apples or the peanut butter? Both of them, like because I ate too much, right? Okay. Went over my calories for the day. But then you look back at that, and that's the happily dissatisfied. You're like, wait, like. Yeah, wait a second. I just ate six apples. That's a regret yeah. I'm going to solve. But at the same time, my regret a year ago was me binge drinking. Yeah. So you completely, like, changed your life around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is such a good way of doing it. Cause, well, you know what? This, this writing that shit down, I think most people don't do that just because you're like, oh, I don't want to write. And it's like such a stupid thing to not start. Because yeah. I'm asking myself that now. Because I like journaling. Like I like, I have a book of ideas, whatever the fuck. A daily, whatever. Yeah. And I try to write in it every day. But there are some days where I'm like, ah, you know, I just don't really want to write. I was like, like that how too. Easy, yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, how easy is it to write shit down? <laughs> you know? I have journals yeah. going back like since I was in eighth grade. Like, like this type of shit. But yeah. they're never consistent. I know, that's my, honestly, 2020, that's my biggest regret is because I told myself that every single day I was going to write down three things I did. Yeah. And I stopped in like March. Yeah. If anybody listen to this, if you check out my Instagram and you follow it, at Pat's Daily Product, very soon here I'm putting out a completely free journal on this. And it's just going to have... Completely, a journal? Yes, it's going to be a journal. You can download, you can write in. Okay. Because Is it like an outline? It's literally an outline because... People overcomplicate. This is my biggest problem. I overcomplicated my head, right? I was like, write 10 minutes, write 15 minutes, write this, 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 and this. Until I just fucking cut it all out and I simplified it and I was like, just write three regrets every day. Pick the one you're going to tackle it and write one sentence about how you're going to tackle it. And then just the entire day, like you're just, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Because that takes you... 15, 20 seconds, right? To write Literally, those. Yeah. You just have to think about it. But when you write those, a lot of times, like you end up writing for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And when you don't though, because you're really crunched on time, you still got it done. Yeah. And you still, you know, still wrote one sentence. You still know it's there. Right. Yeah. So and now it's always in the back of your mind. Oh shit, you know, if I was regretting drinking last night, then why the fuck would I drink today? Yeah. Or you see it on that paper six days in a row. And you're like, holy fuck, I've been regretting this action an entire week. And I'm still going to do it tomorrow. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. And then some days, one day, it'll just click. Like it clicked for you, I guess. Yeah. yeah and any, anybody listening who's like, oh shit, that makes sense, is because you already know it. Like yeah. you're self-conscious. Like that shit makes sense a lot to me right now. Yeah. Because I know that that's what I should be doing. Yeah. Everybody like, knows yeah. this. Like I'm not like... like this I, isn't I, like some genius yeah. thing. Like every, yeah. every, Anybody who knows me from high school especially like, knows. Like yeah. this is not some genius equation here. Like, you know it. Your conscious is telling you it through things like giving you anxiety. Anxiety is a thing to tell your brain's telling you to move. Mm-hmm. That's all. Like nobody you're not can, happy with what you do. Right now. Nobody has anxiety during a set of a hundred burpees. <laughs> it's fucking impossible. I'll tell you, dude. Yeah, and honestly, after a workout, I don't have anxiety about anything. It's like you just get all of it out <laughs> right then. You know. <laughs> yes. We're through this. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But yeah, no, you're. That's what I'm saying. Like, 
do if you if anybody questions any of this, which I don't think anybody will. I think anybody listening to this is probably like, oh shit, that makes sense. Yeah. If you question any of this, do a set of a hundred burpees. You cannot go through such a positive action, physical action of doing burpees and come out in a negative state. You will be smiling, or you'll at least be like, fuck yeah. yeah. And your mind is so much clearer too. Yeah. I feel, which is something that I long for. And that's why you work out is for the clarity. Yeah. You work out to get like clarity to your vision, clarity to this. I don't work out with headphones. You don't. Mm. You go silent. I go silent. You're waiting for the vision to come. You're waiting for the clarity. Once the clarity comes in in the workout, you know you've finished the workout. Wait a second. Run that. Run that idea. Explain that idea to me. So say. Because I love working out to music. Because like, there's something about music that gives you like an extra push. You know, if you're on minute thirty of your cycling session, going hard as fuck. Because I like I had like low impact running because I fucked up my ankle. Um, you're on minute 30 of your cardio session and you're like, I just want to quit right now knowing you got another 15 minutes. But then you throw on that fucking song that you know hypes you up and you're fine. Right? Well, you're not fine. But I mean, like, it motivates you to go for the long run. Yeah. So now you're on minute 30. I don't know how long. You could probably go for four hours. Let's say, you know, you're, you're dying here, but you have another 15 minutes. What, what motivates you? To keep going, you just have to push through. Like, what is this clarity you're talking about? What so, is this clarity you're seeking? First of all, unlike all the other shows talking about food, drinking, anything like that, I'm not knocking music. If you want to listen to music, fucking. I know music. you're not knocking it, but yeah, I'm but asking you, like, I just, know. I'm yeah. just saying. The point of the fact is, is that you don't. You want to release from the pain in the sense of doing it for others. You don't want to mask the pain. So I like view music as masking the pain, right? Like mm. I'm getting external emotions from this music. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm getting external drive from this music. But I do hear music in the gym. And that does hype me up too. But like in my ear, in my head, like I want to be able to hear my thoughts. Okay. And like today, like today at the gym, right? I was going through my workout. I had a certain sets and reps planned. I think it was like eight sets. Okay. Like, like oh no, no. Like, yeah, like eight sets I had planned in the gym. Eight movements, eight exercises. Mm-hmm. Once I hit that sixth set, it was like, boom, clarity. And I wasn't going to quit the rest of the workout. But I knew if I walked out of the gym at that moment, I'd have had a fucking killer night still. Because I hit the clarity point. You know, I hit the well, point. What is that point? The, like, what is the point of clarity? Because I've never, I, I haven't experienced, I never have worked out without music. So it's called hitting flow state, right? Okay. And flow state is meaning like time ceases to exist in the moment, right? You're like you can work, time ceases to exist. Everybody's hit it. You've done something you've loved where you've looked at the clock and like, holy shit, that it's was six hours, hours yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Three hours, six hours, whatever it was. Yeah. When you hit that flow state in the gym or in anything in life, like the gym especially though, you just, you know it because you don't want to stop the workout. Okay. You know it because you're like, this is a mate. Like, this is what I'm after. This is the feeling I'm after, right? Mm-hmm. And you'll be fucking smiling in the mirror and you would just be, you, you like your positive self-talk will be automatic, automatic. You'll be, whatever problem you carried into the gym It'll be solved. It'll be 100% solved. So a problem I carried in the gym today was that I felt like the business model, not my business model, but I felt like me getting programs to clients was too choppy. And by the end of it, I figured it out. I figured out what problem I had to solve, where I had to organize the programs at, and how I had to deliver it to them immediately when they signed up, right? Yeah. So I don't listen to the music because I want to stay with the pain. Hmm. Every time, all the greatest bodybuilders of all time knew exactly how to target the muscle because they were focused so deeply on the mind-muscle connection. Yeah. They were focused so deeply on it, right? 
same thing here. Like you know, you got to know where to put the pain to grow the muscle, but at the same time, you got to stay with the pain to grow your mind. Right? You're in there like getting a tolerance to pain to prepare for whatever's coming down the pipe in life. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. just through the no music thing. I feel like it's a lot quicker way to get to that. Okay, that's really interesting. Yeah, honestly, I like, yeah. I haven't figured out that whole like way to speak on that either. So that's why this sounds choppy compared to everything else, but yeah. it's real. The flow it's a rough state, idea, but the, flow, it makes total the sense. flow state is real. Yeah. And once you hit it, you're addicted to it. And just like any other drug, you need to get more of it mm-hmm. in terms of the fact for you to feel it again. Yeah. So if you know week one, you just dieting and hitting a ten minute workout got you to flow state. Week number forty nine, that's going to turn into an hour and fifteen minute workout, thirteen hundred calories. And you just living every action fucking perfectly throughout the day. And then you'll hit it day, hour number 12 in the day. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot to go through. Yeah, right. it is a lot. And, I mean, it takes a while to, it takes a while for you to learn it for yourself. But you just got to go into the action and you'll learn it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that idea. Searching for clarity. or like Because when I go to the gym, I do bring in like a lot of problems. And most of the time they are solved at the end of it, which is extremely weird in my opinion. But, yeah. yeah, you already know. Yeah, but it's like something is going on in the process where you just kind of work it out. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're just waiting for the time where you notice it's worked out. Yeah, not so. You or you can't even describe it. Like you'll yeah. you'll know when you hit it, and you mon- you honestly you won't hit it the first yeah. week, the two weeks, the three weeks, the four weeks, because yeah. you're correcting 15, 20 years of wrong mm-hmm. actions. Yeah. But you dude, know? like swear to God, like I've hit it. I've hit it in like the past month where I'm just like on minute 30 or 45 of my workout and I'm done, but I'm like, well, why stop here? You know what I mean? Like it feels good yeah. to keep going. Why, why finish it out there? Yeah. That's flow state. You just, yeah. you just, uh, not that you ignored it, but you didn't, you weren't looking for it, you know? Yeah. I had no idea it was there. It was just like some feeling that you get. So, all right. So what else goes on in your day? We stopped at four in the morning. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, four. I want to know. So what happens? So what? Yeah. So you have a job. Yeah, obviously. So you go to work. Yeah, go how, to much, work how many times do you work out? How long do you work out for? Is it different for each client? Yeah, it's different for each client in terms of the fact that. So let me go through my day first. I hit yeah, it real quick. Hit the whole day. I hit yeah. it real quick for you. So finish that shit I was talking about earlier. It ends with the regrets, like listening to journal regrets. Now you're ready to go to work. First of all, I have everything pre-staged the night before, right? Prepara- preparation is the only thing that's going to get you through this. So the night before, I got my coffee on a timer. It's ready when I wake up. Because yeah. you don't want to do any of it unless it's like done for you. Exactly. Yeah. So you don't have to do it in the moment. My, so. meal, my meals are ready the night before. I got my clothes laid out the night before. Even down to the fact of I got my pants on top of my shirt, on top of my sweatshirt, on top of my so socks. you that weird fuck. Yes, because you put your pants on first, and then you put your shirt on, and then you put your socks on. So... <laughs> I'm talking about you like first day of school, first day of freshman year. That's what you gotta okay, go back to. Yeah, yeah, okay. You gotta cut it down. Yeah. So anyways. it makes sense because I do spend a lot of time thinking about what the fuck I'm gonna wear that day. I'm not even lying. Yep. It, I take way longer than I probably should just thinking about clothes. Yeah, just keeping you out of time. You could be in that flow state. So yeah. So yeah, I do that. I get all my shit together. Go to work. I drive to work. I usually don't listen to music again. I listen to music right when I get like first, like within ten minutes of work. But I have a 40-minute commute. 30 minutes of that is I'm listening to something to like learn a book, about. book, a podcast. See, so yeah, sometimes a yeah. book. A lot of times it's like YouTube. I, like, I love listening to informational YouTube videos. Okay. I just yeah. put it on and then listen to it. Okay. Well, yeah, because you can cover a lot of like mechanical movement with like mind uh, benefiting. What am I trying to say? It's like you could like 
driving your car, you can put on a podcast and benefit your whole day more than just listening to music. Oh yeah, you yeah. Sh- you struggle with money? Listen to a financial podcast yeah. every single day on the way to work. Mm-hmm. And then you're thinking about it all day too. Yeah, a year from now, you'll notice a lot of shit you're doing wrong. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I do that listening on the way to work. I get to work. Whatever bullshit they're having me do. So first, first of all, to say to this, Wes Watson always says, "How you do anything is how you do everything." So this has really changed my uh, viewpoint at work. I love, I don't love going to work, but I have no problem going to work now, and I make the most of it. Okay. Because I know if I'm a shitbag at work, even Wait, where do you work? A, you a dental clinic. Still. Yes. Okay. So, Are you still under the contract? Yes. Okay. So if I'm a shitbag, well, and by the way, I'm not talking down on the Navy at all. I'm talking down of on... Of course not. I'm talking down on dental. I hate fucking okay. dental. Yeah. Um, so yeah, last, the, when this all started, and I was still drinking and heavily and stuff like that, I fucking hated going to work. Like, dreaded it. Dreaded it so much. But now, I fucking don't mind it that much. Okay. Um, and that's because of this daily routine. So I get to work. Whatever bullshit they want me to do, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. I'm going to hit it hard. Because if I come home and I was doing shitty at work, I'm going to do shitty in my daily life. Yeah. Even if it's something I love. So whatever the bullshit they have me do, I hit it hard. Thankfully, I work at a dental clinic at the same time because it gives me a lot of time to do shit like work out at lunch. I'll have burpees in the locker room. Were you really? Yes. Wow. Because you got to keep your energy up throughout the entire day, right? Mm -hmm. And you keep your energy up by keeping moving, right? Yeah. So whenever you're tired, you hit a set of 10 burpees, 5 burpees, whatever it is, you'll be fucking popped up. Mine will be firing Instead again. of getting like a cup of coffee, like most people. No, dude, I slam coffee. Okay, well, yeah, but like most people, they're tired of just having a cup of coffee. They yeah. won't do 10 burpees. Yeah, when I'm But co- it, it's almost like the same thing. Yeah. In a way. Yep. You're getting the blood moving. Yeah, and one thing, too, to being tired, if you're the person that tells yourself you need eight hours a night of sleep, or eight hours a night of sleep to feel good, you're fucking yourself. I'm not debating science. I fully agree with Well, sleep. you don't need eight hours. You only need seven and a half. <laughs> Whatever. I but fucking... my whole philosophy on this is if you actually sleep every day for eight hours after 30 years, what it, I think it's like you sleep 10 years, 15 years, not 15, it'd be one third. So 10 years. Well, that's what I, that's what I tell my clients when they start. Where the first thing I say to them is the morning routine. And what I say is you got to wake up 30 minutes earlier than whatever you do now for work. And you're doing it seven days a week, three, 365 days a year. Because that equals an extra 182.5 hours a year that you're alive, like you're awake. You're alive and that you're working. Imagine what you could do with that 182.5 hours. Yeah, that's a lot for just an extra 30 minutes a day. Yep. And literally waking up an extra 30 minutes earlier is not hard. It's not going to cost you anything. Yeah. But back to my original point. If you're the type of person that wakes up in the morning, it's like, I didn't get eight hours of sleep. I can't function. I need eight hours of sleep at night. I have to sleep in to get eight hours of sleep. You're listening to the textbooks. You're listening to science. But you're not listening to science about every fucking thing else. Like drinking, which is terrible for you. Like eating like shit, which is terrible for you. You're listening to science about what's fucking easy. Mm-hmm. And that's to sleep. Yeah. Oh, and science says I need to sleep, so I'm going to sleep for 10 hours. Exactly. Yeah. But you won't listen to it about eating that fucking donut that's in your hand yeah. right now. Or stopping at McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, that you're not going to listen to because it's mm-hmm. fucking too hard, right? Yeah. You're being a straight bitch about science is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're, t- you're just being very selective about the science yes. you actually listen to. Yes. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is don't fuck yourself by saying you need eight hours of function. Mm-hmm. Fucking empower yourself by saying, I don't give a fuck. I'll get two hours of sleep a night and, and I'll fine. still be fine. I'll yeah. still crush my workouts. I'll still 
eat my macros. I'll still enact my goals to get to my vision. I'll still serve others. I'll still do all this shit. It doesn't fucking matter how many hours of sleep I get a night. Yeah. I'll sleep zero hours. I'll be fine. <laughs> and I'll just crash. I'll just fucking collapse one day. And then when I wake up, I'll hit it again. Yeah. You know? And that's discipline right there. Yes. It takes a lot. I, and this is, this is dead honest. This is dead honest, dude. This, uh, this week, I got three... I'm not. I'm not saying this is good too either. I'm not. I, if I get eight hours of sleep a night, I will. But most of the time, I got too much shit going on where, I, and I'm not going to give it up to do it. Average six. I'd like to get seven. Eight is too much for me actually. But the honest to God, this week I got three, three, four, six. Planning any six the next night, but I ended up getting three, three. So I'm like okay, so you're zero sleep. Seriously. Yep, and that was not by choice. You know, Pat, no, let me hit you with some signs, okay? Just real quick, just so I can see if I can change your perspective a little bit. It is directly correlated, scientifically proven, that you are almost 50% more likely, almost, give or take a couple percentage points, to get Alzheimer's or dementia if you don't get at least seven and a half hours of sleep per night. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with that? Um, yeah. You're okay with that? I'm okay with that because the shit... If you're fucking yourself and staying up, then you're a retard. Like, well, yeah. You know, like if you're staying up... I mean, obviously you're doing things, which is why you can only get three to four hours of sleep. Yeah, and I, by the, like, I 100% am not agreeing with getting less sleep. I yeah. 100%, especially for muscle building, muscle growth, and fat loss. You like rest. You like rest. But 95% of people aren't doing enough to justify that and say, hey, I need rest for this also. Yeah, they're, they're not. Just they're not doing the diet. Yeah, they're anyway. not doing the diet. Yeah. So... But what the the point I'm trying to say is, yes, you have that in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. And the secret to all of this is there's a lot of shit like that you have in the back of your mind. Like yeah. You know. But you keep telling yourself you don't need that amount of sleep. So when the day comes around where it's physically, like, right, like your boss made you work till 11 the night before. And you have to be back at work at, or you have to wake up at 4 in the morning. You have to wake up at 4 in the morning to hit your burpees yeah. and then go to work. It's much easier to say, I need more sleep. I'll skip the burpees. I'll do that. It compared to flipping the mindset to be like, I'm going to hit the burpees anyways. And I might get dementia. I might get Alzheimer's. But that's way later. I might, anyway. I might die, <laughs> die young, but I guarantee you the 40 years I have compared to the 50 years I would have without Alzheimer's or whatever, if I would ever get it. It'll be better. It'll be fucking savage yeah. compared to the other life I'd live. Because uh-huh. like this week, I like halfway through the week, I was like, I just got to hold this line. I got to hold this line. I got to hit the macros. I got to hit the diet, even though I don't want to. And like... Come, like come today so the week just broke for me like it just broke this like all the crazy shit I had going on just like ended today okay and I was fucking elated like bigger flow state than I felt in like three four weeks really because I've held that line like yeah. very euphoric feeling yeah very well it's it's a it's such an immense amount of accomplishment that you get within yourself if you do that yeah if exactly. you actually set goals and keep them exactly yeah and I feel like that's a big problem with a lot of young people today is we all have this dream, but no one wants to actually put any work into it, if that makes sense. No one wants to give themselves the discipline. Like, right now, I'm going through this thing because I'm a college kid, only 19. So I'm like, well, you know, I'm like, I'm only 19, so I can, does it really matter? And like, the answer is obviously yes. You know what I mean? The answer is you should wake up at the same time every day and you should work out and you should continue uh, trying to start these businesses that you want and you should go, you should continue to work but at the same time I always get hit with like well you're only 19 you know what I mean does that make any sense oh yeah and like for you I bet you get hit with that whole well I'm only 22 
dude, especially when all my buddies are out like partying. Yeah. Especially when like ninety five percent of the girls my age you're gonna uh, meet at a bar yeah. or at a party. Yeah. You know. So. I mean, thank God I got a girlfriend right now because I don't know like, what you would do. With I, that. I, I fucking, like, <laughs> yeah. Just like jump out at girls on the street or something. <laughs> Okay, Pat. All right. I'm just kidding. I'm Start just harassing kidding. women. <laughs> yeah. um, well, you know what I heard? It was 80% of millionaires are have had are one of two people. Either they're total loners or they're in long-term committed relationships. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the only way to be a millionaire is one of the two. Because you can't be spending your weekends at bars, at clubs. You can't be spending your Friday, Saturday nights, your Thursday nights out all the time not working on yourself. Yep. You know what I mean? I th- so like I take that with stride. You know, you're either gonna be a loner or you're gonna be in a relationship. And I mean, like, it's just statistically proven. I think that's the path you're going down right now. Yeah. You're trying to. Well, I don't know how you feel about your girlfriend, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, fucking. I think about it a lot. Like, I don't think she even knows how much credit I give her. But because I, I, I mean, I tell her, I tell her all the time. But for real, like give her an immense amount of credit in terms of the fact that if she wasn't there, that draw to go get girls, right? Because it's just yeah. a natural draw. Yeah. And for me, it has been... Pro- girls have probably been a stronger vice for me. Like the the chase yes. of getting a girl. I feel that. I then, know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like that is like one of the main reasons I was party, right? That is one of the... Because like yeah. that, that night when you're hitting it off with a girl... very important. That night you're hitting it off with a girl, you're like, I'm a fucking man, right? Yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah. So if she wasn't there, if she wasn't such a good girl, like mm-hmm. being there, like by my side, like giving me shit sometimes for working and being crazy about sleep and yeah. working out and dying and stuff. But if she wasn't there, like supporting it, and if she wasn't there, like having a girl there and having somebody to do there and like having somebody to take a social break with, you know, go out and get something to eat with. Yeah. Who I can like be like, I'm not gonna drink. Totally open to. Yeah. She knows totally I'm not. She knows I'm not gonna drink. She knows I'm not gonna eat like shit. Like, that has helped me so much. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to have that, yeah. but I'm saying, like, that has helped me so much. Mm-hmm. And it makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. it makes a bunch of sense, to be honest. It's like having... You know, I look... Like, I realized this um, when I started dating my girlfriend. It's so weird having somebody that's, like, totally comfortable with just you being whoever you are. Yes, dude, it is fucking weird. <laughs> it's so weird how two people can just kind of like relate to each other and be totally fine with whatever the other, you know what I'm saying? The yeah. connection that, that you have. Yeah. It's really weird. You catch yourself doing weird shit too. And you're yeah, like, and you're like, wait a second, there's somebody else here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, I remember, okay, I was, uh, this is when it hit me. I was, I was in, I was standing outside of our hotel room and we were just about to leave somewhere. And I was, it just hit me, and I was just like, "Wow, you know, like, I don't, what is? I don't even know the point that I'm trying to make, but it just hit me where I was like, there's somebody like right there where I don't have to talk to them all the time. Like, we're okay with being, you're okay with, uh, fuck, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's okay with being, but it's like, yeah, you're just okay with, not, you're okay with them, yeah, and they're okay with you, and it's like you guys just have this thing." This is such a poorly like no I get I get like like if I was taking a car ride with you right if I picked you up and we were doing an hour hour car ride it'd be weird as fuck if I didn't like say more than four words to you right yeah but if you picked up your girlfriend you could get in the car 
like have a quick conversation and then she just like wouldn't talk to you not about anything bad like it's just you guys didn't have anything to talk about yeah and then naturally a conversation (laughs) would just come up and then just go away Uh and that wouldn't be awkward at all because you guys are just like okay with each other but even me and you who are good friends wanting to have some sort of conversation we would talk about I would ask you about your business I would ask you about the podcast I would ask you about some shit you'd ask me about this probably like I'm really interested in in the business that you're starting right now Passy Like Product I remember you told me that this is the one thing that you're dedicating yourself to this year Dude, I'm fucking obs- I You're obsessed with this. I'm obsessed with it in terms of the fact that about once a day now, mm-hmm. so my best friend Ben just messaged me tonight. Yeah. And he said, bro, I'm addicted. To he what? messaged to this. Okay. He said, because he, like, he was like off and on in the beginning, never really stuck to it. And I told him, I was like, this week, you do nothing, even if you crawl to Walmart, to hit your macros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even if you're lying and dead he, on the sidewalk, and he, you hit your fucking macros. He did right it. There. He messaged me yesterday and it was a rest day for him. He's like, bro, I had to hit the elliptical because I felt like a lazy piece of shit. And he didn't even realize it, but I was like, dude, that is the feeling you're after. You're addicted That's to what it. You want. And then he messaged me today and I asked him how the week was and he was like, night and day. Night and day in terms of his life. Yeah. So that, so once I started getting those, I get random people that message me on Instagram. Like, I had something to say and I didn't realize how many people wanted to listen to it. Yeah. And well, that's one of the biggest things about like marketing or about like creating creating a business is just like don't look for an audience. Just start posting. Just start talking about it. The audience will come eventually. It's just like you don't have don't look for shit. Just carry your message forward and people will find it. Dude, you know what's crazy too? I listen to Gary Vee all the time. I hear him say that all the time. Yeah. Once again, that's one I, of the biggest that's probably one of the that's probably one of the biggest things I've taken from listening to him is just just do it. Who gives a fuck if you have an audience right now? They're going to come. Dude, it's crazy too. Like I was really uncomfortable talking on camera, but it literally only took like three videos to yeah. post until I wasn't. I know. Anymore. Yeah, that's why I felt. I was very uncomfortable because like I was working as like a video editor um, and I was making videos and stuff like that for one of my previous jobs. Um, and the first couple, they're very weird. They're very, they're very weird. Like when I first made my first podcast ever, The Safe Room. The first episode was awkward as fuck. How many outtakes did you have in your first video you made? Um, a lot. I know, I had yeah, a lot to a lot. There was a lot of fucks and yeah. fuck you, you idiot. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. And there's, yeah, exactly. Especially when I'm filming alone. Yeah. There's so many where I'm like, you can't do that. Do it over. That was awful. Yeah. You have to start over. And it's just like, eventually you're just so comfortable. It doesn't really even matter because it's just all, it all just flows. It all just is the way that you want it. Yep. So I gotta ask you, um, you track your macros. Religiously. Religiously. Okay. Uh, when I first started getting into working out, like this was, I first started getting into working out when I was in seventh grade. Um, and all the people I were talking, all the people that I watched on YouTube, all the people that I was reading, they all tracked their macros. And I started tracking my macros, and it was such a fucking bitch. Such, I, I hated it so much. But I know it's beneficial. So eventually I just kind of transitioned into just eat healthy. And that's such a lazy thing to say, I know, because like you don't, you don't really track anything. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, this is healthy. I'll eat this, you know? So do you think that tracking macros really actually helps? Amen. Like, because in the, in the beginning, tracking macros is a fucking bitch. You don't want to do it. So do you think it's important to do it from the beginning? Or do you think it's important to just kind of like start eating healthy in the beginning and then transition into tracking macros? Yeah. First of all, I want to point out one thing. What? Right when you said right there, you're like, I know saying not tracking macros is a lazy thing to say. Yeah. You wouldn't have said that if you weren't talking to me about it, right? Well, no. I would say that I literally would. I, it's a lazy ass thing to do because you should. 
Okay, well, well if you want to work out, you should, but okay. I just don't. Well, that's good. You know it. Yeah. You know. All right, anyways. But you're right. I'm yes. saying that because I'm talking. Yes, yeah. but anyways, what I'm trying to say is uh, it makes a night and day difference. I... I need, like you said, you uh, like you always knew I worked out, right? You always knew I worked yeah. out. I always ate healthy. Yeah. But the simple fact of the matter is, I don't give a fuck what argument you have about keto diet or paleo diet or all these things. But by the way, I think in terms of health, mostly fats, a little bit of carbs and protein is the healthiest way to go. But I think you being overweight is so unhealthy. Yeah. Carbs is the easiest way to drop it. So that's why we use carbs. Okay, so easiest way to scale it. But anyways, tracking your macros is so beneficial to the fact that if I were to track my macros this entire time I'd be working out, I'm not saying I'd be on a stage because you have to have genetics to be on a real stage, yeah. an Olympic stage. Like, it is all genetics. You need genetics once you get to that level. But anybody else doesn't need to worry about fucking yeah, genetics. Like amateur bodybuilders. Anybody else doesn't need to be yeah. worried about genetics. Yeah. I'm saying if I tracked my macros from the day I started working out, tracked them religiously, and sought massive comprehension in them, I would I would be shredded enough to be on the cover of magazines right now. And I'm fully Shit. confident enough in that. And that's why I'm so confident in the fact of where I'm at now to where I'm going. Yeah. So you make me want to check my macros now. You track because I, you gotta put massive weight behind it too. Like it's a massive you you gotta get so deep in the details, like I don't even wanna risk messing up my vision mm-hmm. to outweigh this by yeah. ten grams, right? Especially when it comes to fats. When it comes to fats, especially because fats are nine calories per gram of protein, carbs and fats are four calories per gram. Okay. So one extra tablespoon of olive oil, and throughout the day when you're cooking, that adds up to 120 calories in your day. I, talk, I use a lot of olive oil when I cook. Yeah. So I use a fuck ton of. Olive you should oil use avocado cook. oil because olive oil turns your trans fat at 200 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Avocado oil doesn't turn your trans fat to 400 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Because all right. Wow, I need to really rethink how I make eggs. Because I... Have, yeah, it's, I, it's frying an egg. That's why. Even when you cook it on low heat, you're frying an egg. What do you mean? Like fried egg? Yeah. You cook it on olive oil, right? Like, yeah. Like, like sunny side up, whatever. Cooking on olive oil, it's a fried egg. Because when, when it hits 200 degrees Fahrenheit, it turns into a trans fat. And the oil burns, essentially, right? It changes its chemical compounds. Yeah. And you fry something. Just like you were to deep fry something. Not as bad as deep frying because it's so not all these, so I make so I make yeah so I make scrambled eggs. I put six eggs in my little skillet and I put enough olive oil to coat the pan and still have olive oil in there. If that makes sense, I don't measure how much olive oil I use, but it's a lot. I don't either. But olive oil is really hard to measure, so I'm just conscious yeah. of it. But now you saying that really changes the way I'm thinking about it because um, I use olive oil whenever I'm cooking anything. I use olive oil. Yeah, I made a video on my YouTube actually, like how to cut a thousand calories a day without knowing it, because like stuff like olive oil, condiments, yeah. the things you drink, all that shit adds up to a thousand calories easily. In a well, day. see, I'm very conscious about that. I try not to drink empty calories. I try not to eat stupid fuck. I, I that's what I'm really, I really don't like that. That's good. Like I was, I'm sure you were too, but like I was really into working out like seventh, eighth, freshman year, and then like sophomore year hit. And I stopped tracking macros, and I stopped giving a fuck, and I just worked out and tried to eat healthy. Yep. And I'm sure that's where, like, everybody is at if they've ever tried to be to, to look better. They kind of, like, they know the right way to do it, but then they start doing it, and they're like, ah, I could probably do it this way. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know what, though? Like, you really got to, like, think about, like, from 30,000 foot overview in terms of the fact that tracking your macros takes a while in the first week or two. After that, it takes maybe 10 to 12 minutes a day. So, do you eat the same things every day? Or, like, you try um, So, I give, the like, the same thing I give to my clients. I give them a list okay. of protein, carbs, and fats. And you can mix and match them however you want. Okay. You're pretty much in the beginning going to have to just hit the car- carbs and protein. The fat will come naturally through the other foods. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I have a list of everything I eat. I mix and match them. It's a lot of the same shit um, just because okay. it's easier. So I was going to say, like, if you always had, like, a set thing to eat, which I heard was kind of healthy, too, then tracking macros wouldn't be hard. Mm, it's still the same. You still got to weigh stuff. But what okay, well, yeah, to cook it, you still got to weigh it. But, but I mean, like, if you were to eat the literally the same thing every day, yeah, it'd be super easy to check. Your and macros. also, you can earn you the the goal is to eventually earn your way into not tracking the macros. In terms of the fact that you comprehend at such a high level, you can see exactly what you're eating. And like right now, like I'm not to that point yet, but I am to the point right now where even if I don't eat the same thing all day, I don't write my macros down until my last meal of the day because I know I'm within you know. 15 to 20% of finishing out my macros. Hmm. So I know where I'm at through the entire day and I just track them at the end of the day to know okay. exactly where I'm at. You know, so you earn your way to the comprehension of not tracking. But eventually, you won't In the beginning, you have to do every meal. Yeah, in the beginning, you have to do every meal because you don't understand. You will, yeah. You'll weigh out six ounces of chicken and you'll be like, this is bananas. You'll weigh out, you know, fucking uh, six ounces of rice. You'll be like, this is insane. I've been eating 13 ounces of rice thinking it was six. Yeah. You know, you'll yeah. you'll start looking at. If anybody gets anything from this, just start looking at every label you eat, because that. Oh, I always look at the nutrition facts. Yeah, I bl- I hundred percent know you do. Yeah, I'm talking about anybody else who's never like even comprehended nutrition at any level. Mm-hmm. Every label you eat when you order from McDonald's, look at that calorie count. When you look at, start by tracking what you're eating now, and I guarantee you, you're gonna you're, not want to eat it anymore. If you're overweight. You're eating more calories than you're putting out. Because the simple fact of the matter is is calories well, in I minus could, calories out. I could write the easiest diet book in the entire world. It would be one page. Eat less calories than you – well, consume less calories than you burn. Yep. Instant weight loss. Yep. Boom. You want to know how to lose weight, you stupid fucks? Just eat less calories than you burn. That's what I say. That's, That's the it. Beginning. That's all you get. That's all you need. Yep. And eventually you'll plateau, but you'll be going enough where you'll gain the more knowledge yeah. to figure it out. Yeah. And I agree. Yeah. I agree. Calories in minus calories out. And anybody who tells me some stupid shit about keto or paleo or they're losing weight because they're eating all natural foods, they're just a stupid fuck. They're just eating less calories. Yeah. Like, yeah, obviously you eating yeah. six bowls of spinach a day is a lot less calories than you mm-hmm. eating six McDoubles a day. Yeah. Or six bowls of cereal or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or somebody like, th- I would much rather have a bowl of spinach with like a strawberry vinaigrette sauce than a, than a bowl of Cheerios, even though it would take me 15 minutes to make the other one. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, you know, or somebody that says they gave up sugar and they lost so much weight, obviously, you like one, yeah, no table, shit. one yeah. tablespoon of fucking coffee creamer is 80 calories and just a fuck ton yeah. of carbs. And now I know all you fucking bitches out there, especially people who put creamer in their coffee, are just loading that shit up. Yeah. I make sure I drink my coffee black for that specific reason. This creamer is so excess. It's so extra. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I talked to my mom about this too. She was like, oh, you don't put coffee in your cream or creamer in your coffee? And I'm like, no, I like it black. And she's like, why? And I'm like, sure, it tastes more bitter, but like it's no, it's zero calories. Yeah. And I'm like, you're drinking a hundred calorie, you're drinking four cups of coffee with 
in an uber amount of fucking creamer in there. Like, it's white now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Coffee's supposed to be black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then it becomes a game. And then, like, especially yeah. once you get down to 1,300 calories or whatever your bottom calories are before we fl- flip you back around and pull you up to gain muscle again. Yeah. It becomes a game, you know? Like, I'm going to forego all these calories in the beginning of the day. So at the end of the day, I can enjoy a half a cup of oatmeal. I can eat something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so you eat some really bland foods. And now I don't hate bland I love bland foods more yeah. than I like exotic foods, I guess I would say. Like I'm okay with things being very bland. Yeah. Like people knock my scrambled eggs, okay? But like literally I'll just eat scrambled eggs, peppers, mushrooms, onions, and tomatoes. And they're like, don't you want anything else? Sounds fucking delicious. Delicious. This is what I'm saying. Like, what could you want more than that? That's like, I don't put any tortillas on it. I don't know any of that shit. It's just that. Like, that's my whole meal. And it's like, everyone's like, oh, you're missing something. Where's the car? Where are the hash browns? Where's the whatever the fuck? And I'm like, no, no. It's like, you're you're six eggs. It's a plate full of fucking eggs. You're you're stuffed after that meal. Yeah. So when you eat, do you go after volume? Like, like, le- like, do you throw like lettuce in there and celery stuff in there just because it's almost zero calories, just to give you more shit to put in your stomach? Yeah, I call them fillers. Yeah. So first of all, if you're ever really, really hungry and you're on this diet and you join my program, if you're really, really hungry, drink like 20 ounces of water, fill your stomach up. But I also use fillers. When in terms of that, I'm saying some, a lot of my carbs throughout the day, I'll try to get in as cucumbers and vegetables and really low calorie vegetables because mm-hmm. it fills your stomach up so much you know cauliflower mashed potatoes cauliflower rice i ate a lot of pickles you know okay what others you drink the pickle juice i drink the pickle juice i do okay. it's really good electrolytes a lot mm-hmm. of nfl linebackers drink pickle juice <laughs> in, case, heard, yeah. in yep. case you're curious mm-hmm. uh, i also love the taste of pickles i would drink it even if it wasn't for the benefits <laughs> <laughs> i know a lot of people don't like pickle juice um yeah, fuck, man. It's uh, it's all a game. And you know what? After you eat bland food for a while, you figure out a way to make it taste pretty good. And yeah, the day you're getting, I was so I'm slowly starting to build my calories back up again, right? Yeah, it has been a long time since I've been able to eat two pieces of bread at night for dinner, and it been perfectly in my mind. I remember there was a time when you you told John and John told me he was like, you, you this is what you told John. John's his brother, by the way. John's been on the podcast. Before. Oh, God, I'm afraid of this so old this advice. So this is what he said. This is what you told him, okay? You know, you're like, dude, dude, dude. If you just eat one peanut butter jelly sandwich every night right before you go to bed, your metabolism's going to go through the roof. So every day, you would eat a peanut butter jelly sandwich right before you go to bed. Yeah. But now, you don't do that. Fuck, John, John would be a different case. If you were a really, really skinny dude... Well, okay, well, John's a really, really skinny dude. Uh, but I mean, like, now... You're, you're happy for eating two pieces of bread. Exactly, yeah, that's you know what I'm mean? saying. But, like, like, before, you are probably shoveling bread. Before, I was fucking wanted. stoked when I ate a Portillo sandwich. Yeah. Now, I'm stoked for fucking, like, literally, my calories, I have 91 carbs in my day right now. Okay. And I was 93, 93 carbs in my day right now. And I was, I could not tell you how excited I was that I got to make a plain chicken mustard sandwich. Just two pieces of bread, mustard, and chicken. Two pieces of bread, mustard, chicken. <laughs> I toasted the bread up a little bit, and okay. it tasted so good. Now, do you feel like a bitch for not just eating the chicken? No, because the, the bread was that. Now I start have to add in carbs. Part of the diet. I have to start adding okay. the carbs in, and you know what? In six fr- months from now, like I said, before I do the second cut, yeah, I'll be eating four or five hundred carbs. Because to get big, you got to eat big, but you got to do it right, so you're getting big, lean. Because mm-hmm. you're much better to your people when you're lean. You're much better to yourself when you're lean. You're much happier when you're lean. Yes. 
So when to do that correctly, you gotta cut way the fuck res- down reset the first. metabolism, slowly add them back in, and like, and you know what? In six months from now, if we talk again, yeah, I'll be I'll be that. telling you how fucking hard it is to eat five hundred <laughs> grams of carbs a day. Yeah, there's pain so, on both if sides. If you thought nighting was hard, try eating eight meals a day. <laughs> exactly. I talked to some of my buddies who are like on the they they're flipping around and going down their second cut. Yeah, and they're all like. Thank God. Like, thank God it's time to cut again. Thank God it's time to stop eating this much food. Because, yeah. dude, at that point, you really do have to eat, like, whole grain Cheerios and white rice. And you can't afford too many vegetables in the day because you'll throw up. Really? Like, you have to eat your vegetables to get your vegetables in. But, but you're like, eating so much food. Like, some of these guys, like, have, have foregone, like, eating greens. And they do, like, the green shakes and stuff like that now. Yeah. And, yeah, like, they're literally just eating Cheerios and breads and bagels and rice because to get big you gotta eat big yeah. but you have to make sure it's done in the yeah. right place anybody who joins my program too it's gonna be two to three pounds of weight loss you're losing mm-hmm. and then on the flip side which like if you're joining my program by the time you flip I'll be already on my second reverse so I will have learned the knowledge of gaining it which I pretty much have but I haven't lived it so I'm not gonna say I fully comprehend it yet but two to three pounds a week on the weight loss like clockwork if you're hitting your macros and your diet I got pounds a week. dude I got one dude Caldwell Caldwell, by the way, works 14-hour shifts, and he came in the program the most out of shape, fucking the most consistent, though, 30 pounds in September. Right now, wow. we're talking in January. Mm-hmm. And then this other dude, Swanson, came in, and in a month and a half, lost- oh, Ron. What? Ron. Ron. Ron Swanson. <laughs> nah, nah, this dude's Dylan. <laughs> he's a goofy guy, yeah. though. Well, you know who Ron Swanson is. Yeah, he's, right? fu- he's kind of funny like Ron. All right. Uh, not as funny, but he's kind of funny. Yeah, well, Four, Ron's a true man. Yeah, 14, he's 14 pounds in a month and a half. Yeah. That's really good. That's dude. like that's like dream weight loss right there. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And you know what? You'll lose 95% of the weight until you get to the last 10 pounds. The last 10 pounds will take you probably half the time until you lose the rest. But you'll be fo- look so good compared to what you did. You, you're hammering 10 yeah. pounds, so you're fine with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I lost all my weight when I was doing the cut in literally the matter of a month. And then I had to ride out 1,300 calories. Because you can't go you can't go much lower than that without dying, like, internally, like, in terms of your attitude. In terms of your attitude. In terms of your attitude to, the day, to yeah. people, yeah. So, but, like, it took, you know, another m- month and a half, two months to ride 1,300 calories to get down that last five pounds. Okay. Well, yeah, because, I mean, like, you're fucking cut. And I've always wondered, I'm like, well, how do you... Because your transition is, like, from people acknowledging that you are fit and that you look good to people being like, holy shit, this guy is shredded. Like, that was your transition. Thanks, dude. Opinion. Thanks. Well, that's what I took from it. Thanks, dude. Like, I'm not even joking. So, uh, it, that's what it takes. You have to literally almost die. <laughs> um, yeah. and Not you know, literally, but I mean, like, inside, you're like, fuck me, I'm hungry yeah. as shit right now. I'm the first one to admit, too, like, to get shredded, you do have to forego the foods you want to eat for the foods you should be eating, right? Yeah. Look at every food. Ryan Fisher, who's also a great, great dude, if you want to look up his shit. He owns Chalk Gym down in San Diego. Okay. He always says, does this food have a purpose? You should be eating with a purpose. Everything you should eat should have a purpose. And if it's yeah. not, it's because food you're bored. Food is simply nutrition, nothing more. Is what yeah. you should be looking so, at it Yeah, I'm the first one to admit that you can get shredded not eating like this. But you're not going to fucking feel the same. Yeah. You're not going to feel the same internally. You're not going to have yeah. the same confidence Like, sure, you level. can eat one Oreo and a Twinkie every day and get as shredded as you are, but you're yeah. going to feel it. Like or you can do something like carb cycling or, 
you know, like slowly cut your calories down and lose the weight over five months instead of three months. But who the fuck wants to do that? Yeah. Get it done now. Yeah. Yeah. You could do something like paleo or keto and have real, no, no real comprehension of what you're actually eating. So I'm the first one. To, I'm, I'm the first. I'm the first yeah. one to admit that. But at the same time, you're not gonna fucking feel the same. Yeah, it's gonna be totally different. Well, Pat, let everybody know where they can find you at, man. Yeah, for what sure. Find me on Instagram at uh, Pat's Daily Products. I do have a TikTok. Oh my god, you're uh, an asshole. Nah, dude, TikTok. I'm trying to take your. I don't out love. Here. I don't love TikTok, but I do get some people on there, so I'm glad to help them out. And that's also at Pat's Daily Products. There's also a lot of uh, audience there. Yeah, a lot of members on that. Okay. Twitter is. Pat's underscore product. Um, YouTube is the daily product. And you can also feel free to text me, 815-210-0677, with any nutrition and training advice you got. I don't wow. care. Wow. You, you just put your phone out online. Dude, if somebody bad gets it, I'll fucking change the number. I don't care. I'm glad right. to help anybody that texts I me. I love that. I'll That's risk good. My personal mm-hmm. security. Right. Also, I found out my number was on the dark web too through my credit report already, really? so it doesn't Holy matter. I can find you but yeah, for real, text me if you've got any training and nutrition advice. Mm-hmm. Look me up on there, and whatever you're doing, go do something. I don't mm-hmm. care if you pay for my program, pay for somebody else's, just do something. Okay, I love it, man. Thank you for coming on to the podcast. Yeah, I dude. Sure, this is fun as fuck. Yeah, all right, until next time, uh, I'll see you guys in the next podcast. As we end the show today, I just wanted to give a shout out to, um, you know, it's it's so funny. The people that leave reviews and, and written comments on the show mean the world to me. You guys have taken an extra 7 to 83 seconds out of your day to let the world know why people should listen to this podcast. Give some t- context uh, to the name. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, you guys mean so much to me. Thank you so much. Please don't forget to like, comment, share the podcast with your friends. It means the world to me. I love getting that real-time feedback, commenting, uh, messaging me on Instagram, letting me know what I can change, what I need to improve on. I really appreciate that, guys. So please, my DMs are open. Uh, you can find me on any social media platform at D-A-V-E-B-R-U-I-N-I-N-G. Again, that's D-A-V-E-B-R-U-I-N-I-N-G. So please have a great day, and I'll see you all in the next podcast.